let's do it. What's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Do Make Something podcast. I hope you guys are doing well, protecting your mental, mental, and staying safe out here in this crazy world <laughs> because it is kind of crazy out here. And for those who don't know, the Do Make Something podcast is here to help black men to stop living mediocre lives and to choose to live in vibrant excellence for God's glory and for the good of others. And we do that by focusing on making sure our mental health is better. I mean, mental health is more than just, uh, in my opinion, it's more than just you know, uh, depression or anxiety. It's just overall, if your mind is in a good place. Um, scripture says, Romans 12, um, 1 and 2, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may prove what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. And that's Romans 12, 2. And so that's how I look at it. We need a renewed mindset. Um, especially as black men, we are constantly, constantly, constantly programmed to think wrong <laughs> and to think unhealthy things and to believe wrong things. And, uh, you know, not only black men but black people in general we have been taught a lot of shiggity as like my dad would say <laughs> as my dad would say this shiggity we've been uh, bamboozled we've been hoodwinked we've been deceived run amok uh, you know shout outs to Malcolm X the Denzel Washington version because I, I don't think he actually ever said that <laughs> maybe he did I don't know anyways the point is we need to have our minds renewed so that we can live and be better um, for ourselves for others and ultimately for God's glory. And yeah, it starts with making sure we're thinking right, making sure we're believing the right things and uh, protecting that too. Like we have to do work to protect our mindset. We have to do work to renew our minds. We have to do work to unlearn things. And uh, yes, it takes a lot of work, but it's necessary. And uh, again, yes, we've been programmed really, really bad. Since we have been uh, enslaved peoples brought here to the United States and <laughs> to America, to the New World, anyways, um, and we got a lot of that stuff to undo, a lot of it. And I hope you guys can hear me, okay? I'm trying to enunciate and yell as best I can. I'm running errands. But anyways, all right, let's get in. So today's topic, today I wanted to talk about why it's important to get therapy, even if you feel like you're okay. Like, it's still important and highly encouraged that you get counseling, that you get therapy, even if you feel like you're okay. And the reason I say that is just because we feel like we don't have issues or we don't have problems, if we, we're not feeling depressed or we're not feeling anxious or we, don't, we haven't been diagnosed with, any, diagnosed with anything, as men, we often feel like it's okay. We're not going to go to the doctor or we're not going to do this, we're not going to do that until there's a problem and that's not a good way <laughs> to live an excellent life to only wait until something breaks or only wait until there's an issue that's not effective that's not ultimately how god wants us to live and i mean we we can understand it in a very practical sense because for those who are really in love with cars we care about cars and you know, the stereotype can be, as men, 
That's what we do. We all love cars. We're infatuated with cars. If you have your car, you are willing to do the preventative maintenance to make sure that your car doesn't break down on you. You're willing to get an oil change every 3,000, 5,000 miles. You're willing to change the brake pads when they start to, you know, ride a little rough. You're willing to do that and make those investments in preventative maintenance for, you know, pieces of metal, things that financially speaking depreciate as soon as it drives off the lot. But we don't always do that when it comes to ourselves. We don't always do that when it comes to our mental health, to our spiritual health, to our soul. We're not willing always, some of us do, but we're not, generally speaking, willing to put in the effort to do the preventative maintenance, to make sure that we're living optimally, to make sure that we are living a vibrant, excellent life, to make sure that we're good for ourselves and that we're good for others. We usually don't try to address issues until something bad happens, until something's in the red, if we're continuing with the car analogy, until something's broke down and we're on the side of the road. We don't want to do that. We don't want to do that. And I know I've fallen victim of that too. Um, just waiting too long to, to deal with things or to address certain issues. And those biggest things is our mental health and our emotional health, things that are going on with our soul. So it's important that we make time to get counseling, to get therapy. You know, even if it's, I have discussed in previous episodes, trying to talk to a pastor or talk to a friend, making sure you're talking to somebody to try to make sure you're okay. And like one of the, I have a couple of reasons, but one of the first reasons that's important to do is we need to get counseling and therapy because we don't see everything from our perspective. We don't see everything about us just from our perspective. Like, yes, we might be self-reflective and there are resources to help you be self-reflective. There's resources as in uh, books or journals or things like that, or even content like this can help you to be self-reflexive. But it's different when you're actually sitting down with somebody that cares about you, that can make observations about you that you may miss that you may not see. And so it's important that we do that, that we put ourselves in that position to be vulnerable so somebody can see, yo, you, you have an issue with this. You have a, a problem with your finances. You have a problem with being emotionally vulnerable. And that doesn't necessarily have to be limited to a romantic relationship or a marital relationship. It can be with how you relate to others in general how you relate to your brothers, how you relate to your, your your family. Some people, you know, again, as black men, we believe that our, our emotional range is very, very limited. And we are constantly programmed to believe that. You know, I think recently work is being done and effort is being done to try to expand that. Um, but we have to be careful there too, because I would say, even with the stuff that's going on with the manosphere and the idea of like, oh, we're trying to have a platform where men can be vulnerable and so on and so forth. You gotta be careful that you're not just creating echo chambers and people aren't actually getting better. Or you're creating an environment that actually isn't helpful. It's not teaching anything. We're just 
regurgitating information that we've been told or heard before. But it's not really honest. It's not very authentic. And it's not helping us to ultimately grow. So the first reason we need counsel is because we can't see everything about ourselves. We can't. I would say a second reason we all need counseling and therapy is because as men, we haven't been equipped effectively. We have not been equipped effectively to relate well, specifically to the opposite sex, but to others, not at all. Me and my wife were attending a church meeting the other day and the issue of, or the topic of anger came up. And one of the questions I asked was like, how do you deal with anger? Because honestly, as a black man, that's not always something that we're talked or taught. Something that we're not really given good guidance and healthy guidance on how to deal with it. You know, like how to actually express anger or to communicate it or even get getting to the source of things identifying why am I even angry? So that's why I would say recommended along with counseling and therapy, I believe every man should go through anger management. Absolutely. Even if you have lived a pleasant, wonderful life, sure, <laughs> but it's important. Like I'm still going through an anger management program myself. Um, it's self-guided, but in the midst of that program, as long as I've been doing it, I'm learning more and more stuff about myself and how I can be a more effective communicator to not only my wife, but to those around me that I relate to. And that can help with your job, it can relate with your, your family, it can relate to how you deal with your neighbors or whatever. And it can also help you deal with how you relate to yourself. Because sometimes we can blow up by ourselves. We can be angry at ourselves and not know how to process it and not know how to effectively translate those feelings into a constructive manner. There have been so many times that I've been self-deprecating and self-destructive. And it stems from anger, but even deeper emotions and feelings. And it's stuff that I've, I've had to, and I'm still steadily repenting for because of outbursts and just bad, <laughs> bad management of, of, of emotions and not having the right mental headspace and the right mental maturity to process and deal with those things. And there's so many things because of anger that I am acting out of anger, I regret, but I have to deal with them now. And I so wish I could go back 10, 15 years and be like, yo, I need to, I need to go to therapy and I need to go through anger management. I need to do that. And so that that's super important. And I would say the third reason that every man, every black man should go to counseling and therapy, you need somebody to talk to. <laughs> like seriously, you need somebody to talk to. And yes, again, I, I encourage talking to, if you can't afford counseling or you don't have the opportunity just yet, if you don't have those things, definitely try to find a brother to talk to. Definitely try to find a pastor or you know minister in your life that you trust to talk to to try to um, get thoughts out to get emotions out 
And again, if you don't have those things, even journaling helps, you know, writing down your feelings and emotions, your thoughts, and making sure that you have, you know, like I've mentioned before, an emotional release valve. But it's important that we talk to somebody. Like, I realize for myself, if I, I, it's not good and it's not healthy, but I can realize I can go days and sometimes weeks without actually having a conversation with somebody. And what I mean by that is not like, I can go days and weeks without not talking to my wife. No, I, I talk to my wife every day and I love talking to my wife and, and having conversations. And I'm grateful that I have her in my life to be able to be open and transparent and things like that. But sometimes there are things that I want to talk about that I'm not going to talk to her about. Maybe because it's too heavy or I want a different perspective from hers. But I've grown accustomed to being able to go, like I said, days and maybe even weeks at a time without having a conversation with a brother or a male friend. And as men, we need that. Like, yes, it's awesome that we can talk to our spouse, our spouses. It's awesome that we may have, you know, female or women friends or biological sisters or moms, grandmas, aunts to talk to. That's great. But it's something different when you actually sit down and talk to another man. It just is to get you know, have somebody that can understand you in a way that a woman can't. And it's not to say that women don't try, because for sure they do. <laughs> and they, they put up with a lot. Uh, you know, they put up a lot with us as we try to process and communicate things. And they do their best to the best of their ability. And, you know, from my understanding, a lot of women appreciate that because they're moving in there, they're designed to be comforters and nurturers and stuff like that but again it's something different when you sit down and talk to a brother or talk to another man about what's going on with you and it doesn't always have to be super deep stuff but the fact that you sit down and talk to somebody that's like you that's designed similar to you or designed just like you there's a bond there that is very unique and can't be replaced so yeah like those three reasons we, we need to get counseling like we need to get counseling and therapy because we need somebody to point out the things that we don't see about ourselves we need somebody to give us a different perspective so that they can show us the things that we may need to improve on or even acknowledge the things that are good that we don't even acknowledge about ourselves the second thing the second reason we need to get counseling is because we have been ill-equipped we have been ill-equipped to function effectively as men in this culture. It's just true. It sucks, but it's true, especially as black men. There's so much that we have been deprived of, black people in general, but yes, specifically as black men, there's so much that we've been deprived of and neglected of. Either it's because of systemic racism, it's because of broken homes and broken families, it's because of generational curses, it's because of I'm gonna be honest, it's because the devil doesn't want us to succeed. The enemy of our soul wants us to continue to flounder around and have issues and not be effective at glorifying God and being beneficial to 
our people, our, our, our brothers and sisters. He wants that. And so, yeah, we need to get counseling and therapy so that we can be better equipped, so that we can have better mental health, so that we can have better emotional health. And the third reason that we need to have, you know, get counseling or therapy is because we need somebody to talk to. It's not good. I mean, think about it. If God, if Father Yah saw that Adam had a need for a wife, he needed companionship. He needed somebody that looked like him to talk to. Why would we be okay? Why would we accept it as, you know, fine for us in this modern age, in this life to be like, you know, I don't really need to talk to anybody. I don't really need somebody else to be vulnerable with, with all aspects of who I am. Like, that's that's a lie that's deceit from the pit of hell we need community we need brothers to talk to and we all need counseling and therapy and help so I'm not going to make <laughs> this video much longer but it's just the truth it's just really the truth we all need to get counseling regardless if you feel like you're good or not make sure that you're adding counseling and therapy making that a regular part of the preventative maintenance and building up of yourself in your life. We all need it. We all need it. And as we're going on this journey to stop being mediocre and to live vibrant and excellent lives for ourselves, for the good of others, and for God's glory, this is one of the things. We got to get counseling. We got to get therapy. So let me know What's something that's, you know, something else that you want me to talk about on the podcast? And for those who are watching on YouTube, thank you for watching. Even those who are listening on podcasts, thank you uh, for listening. Please like, share, uh, subscribe, all those things. You know, because this this is a journey and it, it's, it's really it's really a fight to get to a better place. And we can't do it alone. We have to do it together. And... I just want to create this resource to help us continue to grow and um, get to the place I honestly believe God has called us to, which is to be leaders, which is to be healthy, which is to be living an excellent, vibrant, like beautiful life for his glory and for the good of others and not being mediocre. But our culture and this world has made it okay for us to be mediocre and put us in a position to be mediocre. And that's not, that wasn't the plan. That wasn't the design. And we're not operating in that design. But yeah, um, like, share, subscribe. Uh, thank you again. Uh, in the comments, let me know, you know, anything that resonated with you um, from, from this episode. And let me know if there's other stuff that you want me to talk about. Again, I got a long list of stuff that I'm working on to share. And uh, yes, so you guys stay safe out there and just continue to choose to live for God's glory and for the good of others and choose not to be mediocre. Like we're called to be excellent and we're called to live vibrant lives. So until next time, you guys be safe, protect your mental, mental, find some time, find some time 
to you know work on your mental health, even if it's just journaling for 30, 15 minutes or something like that. All right, you guys be safe. Peace.